Welcome, White Men Warriors, to the Practicing the Pillars podcast. We are so glad you're here at Practicing the Pillars, where every airman is a leader. When you lead yourself first, others will line up to follow. We're glad you're with us today. I'm joined by my co-host, the incomparable 509th Master Resilience Trainer, Tech Sergeant Kim K.D. Desaloose, and our very special guest, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Air Force Chief Khalith O. Wright. Chief, welcome. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm excited. We are so glad that you're with us. Now, Chief, uh, I'm a chaplain, uh, so I, I have to ask you this question. Uh, you have been dubbed by the entire Air Force the enlisted Jesus. I'm curious, this is a two-part question. First, what's your take on being called the enlisted Jesus? I think it's super rad. And then the second part of the question is really has to do with your actual name, Khalith, which I think is a super rad, unique, original name. And so I'm curious if there's a story behind that name, how you got it, and what it means to your family and your family history. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So the enlisted Jesus uh, name, I, I'm actually very, very humbled by it. I, I think I understand where it comes from, that people appreciate uh, what we've done since we've been in in, uh, in the office and serving as as their chief. But uh, I'm just always aware of the idea that it could be offensive to others. It's not offensive to me at all. <clears throat> I try not to promote it myself, but but I am extremely humbled that uh, people see us in, in that light. So, and the memes are getting really good, man. These guys yes, are they are. With the, with <laughs> yes, the memes. they are. So uh, we, we laugh, we, we have a group chat in, in the office and, and uh, every time a new one pops up, you know, somebody will throw it in there and uh, we all laugh and, and uh, it's like, man, these guys are going too far, but uh, it's, <laughs> I, I think it's a good thing. And like I said, I'm humbled. My name, Khalif is, <clears throat> is actually, a, f a form of an Arabic name, uh, along with uh, Khalid, Khalil, uh, Khalif. And uh, my father was um, kind of a off and on practicing uh, Muslim. Uh, oh, when wow. I, when I was a, a kid. It's ironic. I have a sister, Kathy, Vicky, Dwayne, Karma, Kimberly. And then somehow I ended up with the Khalif, the uh, kind of uh, the odd name, but it loosely translates to close friend, uh, right along with the uh, Khalid Khalil, kind of. You know. My mother, ironically, wanted to name me Gregory. Oh, Khalif is way cooler. I know, right? I like just that. way cooler. <laughs> it means close friend. Close friend. Yeah. Boy, that's really fantastic. Just thinking about how our our names can shape our identity a little bit. And, and what that can do for our story. And I think I speak for a lot of us um, who maybe don't necessarily know you personally, but do feel like as an advocate for us, you are, in fact, a close friend. So I uh, had no idea how appropriate that piece of the conversation would be. That's oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, close friend. My name is not that cool. I wish it was. <laughs> uh, so this is a podcast about comprehensive airman fitness. And we do have some questions that we'd like to ask you about comprehensive airman fitness. So let's get into it. Chief, one of my questions um, is the negative stigma that's associated with the word resiliency. We know how important it is to have the tools to help us develop our resiliency as airmen and people. How do you see the resiliency program evolving? 
Yeah, so I, I, you know, I've heard that, uh, and we went through this some years ago with the word mentorship, and uh, I think in in both cases, it's important not to uh, make sure you don't, um, what is it, miss the forest because of the trees or or whatever it is. Like what you call it is really, frankly, not not that important. But I think everybody certainly understands the idea um, behind resilience and what it means uh, to be able to work through, live through, move through the challenges that, that we all face. And uh, if you ask me, you know, where, where are we going with the resilience program? Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, to say because it's kind of hard to say that there's an Air Force resilience program. I, I think when, when, when we try to build things at the Air Force level in the Pentagon and say, okay, Air, Air Force now, now take this, Frankly, we've tried it, and we haven't been that successful. And so I, I think the real difference is made uh, at the squadron level, at the unit level, where, and it begins with leadership. You know, leadership matters, and, you know, being able to connect and provide the resources and the opportunities. And, <clears throat> I, and, I, I, don't, and I can't overemphasize the importance of connection and our ability to connect with the folks that we serve and help them with those challenges, whether it's spiritual, social, mental, physical. So, you know, the Air Force, is, it's, it's important to us, and it'll always be important to me. And if people don't, don't like the name, they can come up with their own name, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. But the idea behind that, you know, life happens, life is tough, and we all need to develop ourselves in a way that, that allows us to be prepared and allows us to move through some of those challenges. I think that's, you know, uh, I won't say it's a time-honored tradition, but I think it's something that we should always have a, a central focus on as a force. Absolutely. Recently, we did our resiliency tactical pause here at Whiteman, and one of the actionable takeaways was that we found it to be beneficial for us to kind of shift our eight-hour training our PowerPoint training style for FTAC into a more condensed version so that they'd be more um, aware of what's going on and, and take it in a little bit better. So what we did was we allowed it for um, a more engagement, accessible conversations, provided better understanding of teamwork, dynamics, as well as facilitating, facilitating trust within teams. Yeah. And... With this, it, it was a success for here for everybody here at Whiteman. What other successes have you seen across the Air Force? Well, first, let me hit on that for just a minute. I, I think when it comes to uh, uh, FTAC and other, you know, developmental uh, programs, I always think less is more, right? Less is better. Instead of packing in uh, a whole week's worth of different lessons and only going, um, you know, um, this this deep, it's actually better to develop, have less topics where you can go really, really deep and get into some of these things that'll stick. Um, so, so I, so I really like what, what you guys are doing. Um, some of the things that, uh, across the air force, uh, that I've, I've seen really most, to be honest, uh, most, it seems like most of our, our, our FTAC programs are. So part of the challenge is, the rule sets that we put in place, like we kind of dictate, uh, the Air Force dictates what you can teach at when, at the first term uh, Airman Center. 
And so I, I personally think we need to give you guys a little bit more leeway and allow you to use some of the resources that you have locally, allow you to be innovative and creative and do the things that work. Because what works here at Whiteman might not work at Minot. It might not work at L.A. Air Force Base or, um, you know, you name the location. So being able to take advantage of the local resources and the local talent is is something that I think is extremely important for all of those programs, whether it's FTAC or any of those other things. Absolutely. Thank you. Have you noticed any other areas that uh, provide opportunities for growth? <clears throat> I mean, there are so many areas in our Air Force, um, you know, and but, but most of it, I think, should really come from, and I'll go back to the leaders and the airmen in the units. That's where the general Goldfein talks about the squadron being the heartbeat uh, of the air force. And if more leaders would take advantage of the opportunities that they have, if they could figure out ways to get around the, and I won't use this, I won't say it's an excuse, but I do hear a lot of, Hey, we just don't have time. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in we all make time for what's important to us. And if the development and the resilience of our airmen if that's important, then you'll find a way. And you don't always need two or three hours. You don't have to shut down the shop. You don't have to um, shut down the flight line to make time for development, to make time for teaching or training, to make time to connect. I mean, you can do that on the way uh, to the coffee bar or when you do get a break and you go in the break room, you know, take five minutes to just connect and, and see how your, your teammates and your wingmen might be doing. So lots of opportunities, <clears throat> and they don't all have to come from some special program. Um, all of us as NCOs and as leaders are empowered to, to make a difference in the lives of the airmen. We just have to make it a priority uh, and start doing it. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. Definitely appreciate it. Chief, I, I hearing what you're saying, and, and I hear uh, just reoccurring theme in everything you're talking about, relationships, relationships, relationships. It seems like that's so important in terms of uh, developing and mentoring people, uh, relationships. If you're if you're going to the coffee shop, that's that's a relational connection. If you're comfortable taking a pause and using a moment during the day to to mentor somebody, that's relational connection and building trust between leaders and airmen, mentors and airmen, trust and relationships, and that sort of being the the uh, the invisible object that we're always striving for is building that trust in our teams, and in in that regard, I wonder if uh, you might be willing to share with everybody who's listening uh, that moment uh, about when this concept of comprehensive airman fitness was an aha moment for you, uh, when our close friend uh, came to that point where he was like, yeah, this is really uh, where the rubber meets the road for me. And and then to follow up with that, what do you do on a daily basis as a practice, practicing the pillars, right? What do you do uh, as, a, as a regular habit to maintain that posture so that, so that when uh, the difficult times come, you're, you're ready to go? Yeah. So a couple of things. Uh, one, I don't, I don't know that there is a defining moment that I realized relationships were and connection was important. I had a pretty good foundation uh, from, from the time I was a child, we didn't have much, uh, but we were, my brothers and sisters and I were pretty close. 
I was really close to, to my mom. And when I came in the Air Force, starting from, really it started in tech training. I, I met a group of guys and we became really good friends. And some of us are still friends to this day. My first duty station, some of us actually went to the, fir- the, the our first base together. And so I've always been connected and had this kind of family, um, you know, relational issue with with the folks that I've I've served with and that's always been important to me uh, a couple of different organizations that I had the pleasure of becoming a part of same thing friendship and family is is really important so um, and and certainly when I when I when I started getting promoted and I got into leadership positions <clears throat> I started to realize hey the reason that I feel like I have so much influence with some of the airmen that I serve is because of my ability to connect with them. And I think there's something here. And so as I started teaching, I became a PME instructor. And as I started uh, both formally and informally teaching and talking about leadership, uh, that was just something that stuck with me. Like, hey, this is important. Being able to connect and build relationships is really, really important to leadership. And uh, so so it, there was never really one moment, but just over the span of my, my life and career, I kind of realized that you know, leadership is important. And I, I forgot your second question. So the second part of that question in oh, this. I got it. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. What do you do on a daily basis? And this came from a group. I was sitting with a bunch of airmen yesterday, and I said, if you could ask the chief, right, anything, this is what they wanted to know. What does the chief do every day to, to make it possible for him to be the chief master sergeant of the Air Force and uh, be a normal, regular, well-balanced human being? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and you I, can't say you're not normal and well balanced. That's right. not a fair answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, foundationally, um, you know, I get to wake up every morning and live my purpose. So I, I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm doing exactly what I felt like I was put on this earth to do, and that's to help, encourage, motivate, mentor, and take care of people. So that so so first and foremost, that that's helpful. That I I've discovered my why, but daily. Uh, I've tried over the years to master the mornings. Mm. <clears throat> and that means uh, waking up early, 5 o'clock. We haven't done um, um, confession. We haven't done as well on this trip. We've been traveling a lot. But typically, uh, I'm up at about 4.30, hit the gym at 5. Uh, I come back, uh, some prayer, some meditation, and then I figure out, hey, what are the three most important things that I need to get done today? And... And then I'm off to my day. If I tried to wait, if I tried to work out at lunch or if I tried to yeah. work out after work or if I tried to figure out um, or get meditation or prayer in some other uh, part of the day, I, I've, I've actually tried it and, and it doesn't work. And so that kind of sets me in the right mind frame, in the right mindset to, to be able to tackle anything that comes along that day. And then it's helpful uh, that I get to travel with my friends and who are my teammates and coworkers and they keep me uplifted and they tell me, chief, you've been a grumpy old man. You need to <laughs> take a break. One, um, uh, one of my teammates, uh, Tim man, he carries a big bag of snacks because uh, <laughs> when I start getting grumpy, you know, it's kind of like the Snickers commercial. You, want <laughs> yeah, your, you turn your, into Danny DeVito. <laughs> 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 and so surrounding yourself with, People, you know, I like to say iron sharpens iron. Jim Rohn says you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so I depend heavily on my teammates to to help me through some of the tough times as well. But but foundationally, I think if you can master 
the mornings or whenever your day begins. So I know you mm-hmm. have some shift workers and whatnot, but if you can get a lot of that stuff done uh, before you start your uh, official business for the day, uh, it'll, it'll at least for me, it puts me and helps keep me in the right mindset. I also, a couple of years ago, I changed my diet. I became a pescatarian, so I only mm-hmm. eat fish. I try to eat a plant-based diet, and then I just added in fish. So it, uh, I have more energy. I sleep better. So that's had a huge impact, particularly given the schedule that I keep and the amount of traveling uh, that we do in this job. Absolutely. What's your favorite fish? Salmon. Oh, I love salmon. Pescatarian. I make a mean um, uh, smoked salmon. Sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. You want to cook for us? I will. (laughs) (laughs) So that's awesome, Chief. Uh, Thank you so much. I, I, I just heard a couple of things in there. Um, master your why, know your why, mm-hmm. uh, and, and master your morning. Um, and, and those two things, they, they seem to me like they really go together very, very well, uh, or master the first part of your day. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I would imagine that there are, there are moments when, um, your why is refined by your mastering of the morning, not changed, but refined, mm-hmm. um, or you get a chance to interplay with your why and meditate on that why. And then, and then that, that why is what's driving those, those, that morning mastery. And so these two things seem like they're, they, they really fit well together. And, uh, and, and I thank you, uh, for sharing that with, with all of us. Um, our close friend, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, of Whiteman Air Force Base, Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Kalitho Wright. Sir, thank you so much for being with us and for taking the time to share uh, your heart with our airmen. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, and thanks thanks to Team Whiteman for inviting us and allowing us to come in and see a little bit of your mission. Thanks to you guys for this uh, podcast. It's been an honor for me, and I hope to join you again sometime. I have to call in and get a little bit more of this yeah we'll get you live yeah all right thanks (laughs) podcast out